I've got, I actually downloaded that app on my phone, which is, I guess that's probably a good thing, huh? But if you have an Android phone, you can go to, I think it's the Google Play Store, and it's free. And then uh, Apple, obviously the Apple Store, and uh, it's free as well. And, and it puts a little TLC icon, just like the uh, logo there. We'll, we'll put it on your screen and just push it, and you can go right to a message, or you can go, you know, anything that deals with the church. It's, it's pretty cool to have. So we're excited that you're with us. We've been talking about authority. This is our plugged in, our week two on that. I'm going to continue authority a little bit next week. And uh, we're going to be getting into some other things just dealing in, in a fi- the financial realm of, of what the Bible says about giving and all of that stuff. So I want you to have God's way of giving. How many would like to do it God's way? Because that's the best way, not by man manipulated or not by pressured or, or by guilt or emotion, but, but by saying, you know what, this is what God's telling me to do. I'm good with that. And, uh, and then you can kind of, you know, you just basically have that word right with you and watch how the kingdom operates. We talked last week about that we speak out loud and that the laws were set and that you are what you eat. We talked about, you know, if we're not eating a good diet of the word and we're not doing that, then, you know, that's going to show we need to have that word in us. My wife talked this morning in first service and in our team huddle today how important that word is. And it really is. I had a call I I fielded this morning where just somebody said, I'm tired. Have you ever been tired? I mean, I'm tired. Sometimes, you know, we're praying for something. We're waiting on that something. We believe it'll happen. But isn't it the test in the middle of between when we pray and when it shows up? Oh, that wonderful meantime. And, and that's where we get tired. And so what I told them is, hey, you know, get some scripture, put it on your mirror, post-it notes, three by five cards, stick it on your dash. You know, I will not grow uh, weary in well-doing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Put those things on there. And when you feel tired and you want to express how you feel, express those. And begin to say the word and be saying, and it's amazing what happens because life and death is in your mouth and the word works. If we work the word, the word works. So I like success. Success is better than the alternative. I've, I've, uh, you know, not everything in, in my lifetime has been successful. Um, you know, one of the most successful things I've, I've done is accept Jesus. That's number one. Secondly was Mary, the beautiful woman up here, uh, in the front row. And then, uh, so I, you know, there's some things I, I like success. I like, uh, this church has been very successful. God has blessed this church and is going to continue to do that. I've been on the alternative. Have you ever done something? You're like, wish I wouldn't have did that. That didn't produce any success. So, you know, we learn from those things. I want to be successful. I believe that we live in a world that people are fickle, but they do like success. You look at sports teams. They like different sports teams. And some they like because they're winners, and others they like the player. But if he doesn't play well or she doesn't play well, it was just a couple interceptions, and they were like, replace them. So, you know, we live in a society that's very much as long as you're on top, they like you, as, you know, and if you don't, uh, isn't it, though? And it's not really different than how it's been thousands of years ago. Think about the prodigal son. As long as he had money, everybody loved him. When his money ran out, see ya. Bye-bye, Felicia. And they didn't like him then. So... What you believe, though, we've talked about that, that's where your heart is. What you believe is where your heart is. It locates your faith. Jesus always was locating people's faith. A blind man would, uh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. What do you want me to do for you? He's blind. It's pretty obvious. But Jesus is locating his faith. What do you want? And so there is a part of that that we need to understand. Where our heart, our belief system, is going to locate what we really believe. So what you, you know, you can't believe for something your heart won't accept. In other words, if you're waiting for something to show up, but you don't really believe it's going to show up, that's why it's not showing up, because you don't believe it'll show up. Your heart has to believe it for that to happen in the kingdom. Uh, There was a story of a guy that was um, sick, and he could not see himself better. He couldn't see himself better. So the, the minister had said, could you see yourself not getting worse? He said, what? He said, could you see yourself not getting any sicker? He goes, I guess. Yeah, I can do that. He said, okay, be back tomorrow. See yourself not getting any sicker. So the next day he came back and he goes, it worked. I'm not any sicker. Now you might say, that seems kind of, but you know what? It's, it fired up his faith to go, if I can believe I can't get worse, I can believe I can get better. 
And the guy began to get better because he started believing. It is in your belief system where the kingdom works. So we need to understand what I'm going to share with you today is really about your heart and about your motive in how you receive and how you believe. If we have the wrong motive, God knows your motive. He knows if there's greed. He knows if there's jealousy. He knows if there's envy. He knows all of that. Your heart is what he's looking at. Man can see something. We can put it on for man. But you can't put it on for God. Because God already put you together. So he knows what's going on inside. So we're going to get down to our belief system this morning. Releasing our faith and getting fruit from it. So this is what I found. And I'm going to show you the steps. And I promised you I would. That Kim and I actually use as we are sowing and releasing for things in the kingdom faith-wise. And so that's why I'm prefacing all of this by your heart and by your motivation, because I want you to see my heart. This isn't about name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and all of that. This isn't what this is about. We're not doing that. We're not trying to trick anybody. We're not trying to, uh, you know, and there have been times, and I've seen God do some things. There have been times that I felt very manipulated or I gave out of emotion. Anybody else ever do that besides me? Okay, three of us, we're all together. But then sometimes I felt like that, and then I'd be mad at God because he didn't tell me to give, but I felt guilty, and I gave, and then I didn't have what I needed it for because I just wasn't disciplined enough to listen to my spirit and my belief system to the Lord talking to me. So we, we're going to talk about sowing financially. I'm not asking you to sow today. I'm not asking. That's not what this is about. I want you to hear my heart. This is what we have done before. And we would name our seed, and I'll explain that with some scripture in just a few moments. And we would journal it on a piece of paper or, or write it down, and then God would bring what we had believed for to pass in our lives. So, you know, when I we used it with deer hunting, if I was believing God for a certain deer, now some of you are going to check out right now. I need you to check back in and listen to me. But I'd be out, you know, I'd be like, Lord, you know, we need meat. We want meat for the family, and, and we, you know, and it was going to save us some money, and we were on a budget, and, and uh, I, we had land, and I didn't have to buy a license or anything at this point in time. At that. So anyway, I sowed for a deer, and whatever I put on my um, check, now, and I'm not talking a, a, a huge amount. I mean, I'm talking like I sowed 5 or 10 or $20. That's what I'm talking. It wasn't like a, you know, break the bank amount, but I released it in faith. It gave me a point of release to know that I was, so, and I'll show you some scripture in a second. And again, I'm not passing the plate for you to have to go, oh great, he's gonna, that's not what I'm talking about. So anyway, what we did, and then I, everything that I would believe for would show up in the order that I put it on my check, on my memo section or on my piece of paper. If I believe for a certain kind of buck, and then a dough, the buck would show up first, and then the dough. It never was the other way around. You can say, well, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense to you. I'm telling you how this works. Because it is how it's released in the kingdom. It doesn't have to be dear. It can be whatever it is. But it had to be, it's the way it was released and received. That's the way that it showed up. So I'm going to explain all that. But if I wanted to plant an apple seed, and I wanted apples, would I get just one apple? I would not. I would, I would eventually get a tree which would produce hundreds or thousands of apples which would have millions of seeds. So I would get much more than what I planted but I would be releasing my faith. So in the world today, and you're saying, well, okay, explain a little more. Have you ever heard the word karma? <clears throat> so I looked up karma. It's Hindu or Buddhist. Uh, they use it. And, and this is, you know, the enemy does things and he'll take a truth out of the Bible and then He'll twist it a little bit. There's some truth in there, but it'll be twisted. But anyway, this is what karma is. Uh, This is the meaning. What you do now in this life will come back to you in the future, in your next life. That's karma. And there, you know, there's a phrase, and I'm not going to say the phrase. But, you know, it is, you know, basically what goes around comes around or, you know, and we know how that works. What are you trying to say? Listen to this principle, because the enemy is always taking a principle of God and then putting it and trying to twist it and put his little... His little dab on it. Okay? But if you want friends, what are you going to have to do? This isn't about sowing money. So just understand, I'm trying to sh- show you a principle of the kingdom. If you want friends, you're going to have to be friendly. If you're a snot, 
nobody's going to like you. And you're going to wonder why nobody's around. Because you're a snot. If you want to, you're going to have to do whatever. You're going to have to put your hand to saying, God, this is what I want. This is what is it. But again, it comes to our belief system. Some of us have been talked to all of our life and feel like, well, nobody would like me. I'm not as good as somebody else. It works for them, but it won't work for me. And that is not the mindset God has made for you. That is a mindset that you have bought from the enemy. You've bought the lie. I'm here to tell you this morning, if we can get our minds on, we can get our minds that say, you know, I don't think like God. No, our thoughts aren't his thoughts, but I'll tell you what, our spirits are connected. And if I can keep my spirit connected, pretty soon I'm going to think like dad. I'm going to start doing what dad says. I'm going to start understanding what dad's telling me to do and understanding the meaning behind it. When we talk about the kingdom, we're talking about how God functions. And we can, we can, this is what's amazing because things sometimes get messed up because we deal with people. Everybody deals with people. There was a pastor who said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to church. Those people don't like me. His mother said, you're the pastor. You got to go. We all deal with people one way or another. You know, if you go to Columbus, if, how, go to Columbus about 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening, especially on a Friday. You'll learn about the love of Jesus. If you get caught in traffic. There are people that live 10 miles from where they live. It takes them over an hour to get to work because of wonderful traffic. And their attitude, some of them, it's just nothing to them because they're so used to it. But you take somebody like a, you know, from us that go over there and we're like, ah! And people in Columbus drive different than people in Marion. Some people. You know, they're just like, they see like an opening like this. They're there because they're just, you know. Start experiencing, God, I want more of you, but I want it the way you want to give it to me. Luke 6, 38. Giving it a little... And you will receive your gift returned to you in full. Press down, shaking together to make room for more running over. Poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. The amount you get back. Now, this particular scripture is always taught with giving. It's always taught with finances. And it can be. It's a great scripture for that. But actually, that scripture also goes, if we did some study before it, and I'll teach you here in the next few weeks, this actually is talking, it also deals with like other stuff, like judgment. You're going to judge people. You want it to come back to you, shaking down, pressed together, running over? Because that's how it's coming back. It's not talking just about finances. It's talking about, last time I checked, we're not supposed to be God. We're not supposed to judge everybody. That's God's job, isn't it? Our job is just to do it his way. And if they want to judge me, let them judge me. They can do that because that applies to them just like it applies to me. But I'm going to do my best to love. I'm going to do my best to do what God's telling me to do. And when people see success, they'll go, what are you doing different than me? What is it that's happening that something seems to be clicking that you're doing that I seem like I'm doing the same thing, but somehow one of my pistons isn't working? Second Corinthians 9, 6, and 8. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. One who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Now, this says you must eat. So this is talking about you guys. Just decide, and we all decide. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need, plenty over to share with others. So it's pretty simple that we control the harvest in our lives. It is up to us on our, our belief system, on our attitude, and our mindset, and how we believe the way that we do what we do, how it comes back to us. Would you agree as you read that word? Okay, so back in the Bible times, if you were wealthy, you were a landowner. You had some land, and uh, let's just say you had a land in, a, in the plot of a, a rectangle. Tradition back then would be you could harvest as the landowner they wanted you to harvest everything but the corners. You would just shave off those corners. The corners were left for the poor. And now if you were close to town, that's great because those corners got picked pretty quick. Because if you were poor, you could go there and you didn't have far to walk. Because landowners had wagons and donkeys and, and all of that. So they had things to get back and forth. You a lot of times had a basket. Well, I say you, I don't mean you. Okay. The people back then had a basket. Let me break that so that you know... <laughs> 
but they'd have a basket. And this is where the scripture, that Luke scripture comes, good measure. They would fill that basket as far as they could fill it, press down, push it down, shaken together and running over because they would try to get as much in the basket because they had to carry that back to where they were staying in town. You only got like one trip. It's not like you're going to make multiple trips out there. And if you didn't have baskets and you only had three, guess how many baskets you're getting back? Three. So again, this, this scripture is saying to us, we control a lot of what comes by the way we do, what comes back to you by what we do. It's a law. I can't change it. It's called sowing and reaping. This is Galatians 6, 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So what we do and what we've done in past is we blame God for crop failure, but we didn't really plant anything. So when we talk about sowing, this is what I'm talking about, planting. Planting. See, when we talk sowing, I'm not just talking about giving. It isn't always financial. I'm talking about planting. Sometimes we're sowing seed of money and we're planting. No matter what we're doing, we're planting. If we're planting judgment, judgment's coming back to me. If I'm planting love, love is coming back to me. If I'm planting friendliness, friendliness is coming back to me. Are we on the same page? So we understand. We cannot mock. This is a law. You can't change it. Laws cannot be changed just because I don't like it. Every time I drop the Bible, gravity works. Every time. Bible don't fall. Still works. Because it's a law. I cannot change it. God will not violate his own law. So you reap what you sow. I'm going to show you the six steps that Kim and I use that we have used to the kingdom for things to happen. Again, I want you to understand my heart. I don't want you to leave here and I don't want you to misquote me. And I'm again, I'm not here to pick your pot. I'm just showing you how things happen. I'm just showing you how the kingdom works. You know, if if. Uh, if you're if you're passionate about something and you know how to do it and you get fruit from it People want to know how you did that. Is that not true? So if I can show you at least what the kingdom is what how it works and you can practice and put that into your Belief system you line it up with the word of god I'm going to give you scripture just like I have already and you should be able to line everything up I mean if you can't line it up don't do anything I say But i'm going to i'm going to give you a word to do it. I'm not going to manipulate I'm not going to try. I'm going to show you how the kingdom works. And this is really important that you hear my heart so that you don't take this. this I, people ask me, do you believe in prosperity? Absolutely do. But I believe in balance. I, you know, I believe that, that we have to have our head on straight and we have to understand we have to put our hand to it. We just, I mean, I've, I've been all around the gamut. I'm sure there's things I haven't seen, but I've been with people that have walked up and walked up to somebody else that had a car and he just said, that Cadillac's going to be mine. That's going to be mine. And I'm looking at him like, what's the matter with you? That's not your car. It's his car. Well, it's going to be mine in Jesus' name. As far as I know, he never got the Cadillac, but I know it messed with my brain for about the next three hours because I'm like... Why would, you know, that's his car. What do you, I mean, it's okay to like something. And it's okay to, to, to want something. But if you move over into coveting, now, now we're getting into a whole nother deal. But if, it, if God wants you to have that, couldn't he be big enough to get that for you? But let's do it in a way that brings him glory. A lot of things I need, I probably don't need. Or I want, I don't need. Sometimes I don't. Do you ever give your kid everything they want? Oh, boy. <laughs> we have seen. You, you know why they put the things in the grocery stores where they do, right where you check out? <laughs> because when your kids are little, they want it, and they want candy. They want candy, and I want it right now. And my, I mean, we've seen where we've had to just say, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> and we're going out to the van. Or mama is going out to the van while I'm guarding the cart or whatever. She's going to make sure that their mindset is the same as hers before they come back. <laughs> their mindset is right back here. And, uh, and so then they, you know, they get a mind adjustment and they come back and they're okay. What I'm saying is God, God he does want to bless you, and, but you have to be able to handle it. Okay? 
hear my heart. I didn't even say some of these things in first service. But if you can't fix the money thing, why would he bless you with a lot of money? If we can't handle that, then that's where we have to start. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying a lot of times we're like, oh, God, just bless me, just bless me, just bless me. But do you know that so many of us, and we've been guilty of it as well, we're like, God, we don't have anything. Well, we weren't doing anything with what we had. We weren't saving anything. We weren't investing anything. We weren't sowing anything. So many times we eat our seed. It comes back to you, you know, 30, 60, 100 fold, and then we'll eat our seed, and then we go, we got nothing, God. And God's like, I gave it to you, but you ate it. That's a whole nother message. Here are the six things that we use. What do you have you must release? What do you have that you must release? <clears throat> when we were starting in ministry, <clears throat> I, you know, I said in the first service, I said I didn't have clothes. I wasn't naked. I mean, I didn't have clothes that I felt good in ministry. I had corduroy jeans and cowboy boots and button-up shirts and, you know, had my John Wayne swag on. I was ready. But we need, you know, I'm like, oh, and then you need some clothes. If you're going to be a preacher, you need some clothes. We didn't have any clothes. You ever been where you didn't have any money and you didn't have any money to even have any clothes and you'd see people and you'd almost, you want to be happy for them, but inside you're like, ah, or everybody's going out to some place and you want to go, but you don't have the money to go. Am I talking to myself? And you're wanting to go, but you just, you don't want to tell everybody we can't afford it. My tank is on W for walk. I don't have the dough. So, you know, you just want to make some excuse. You know what? I'm, I'm not feeling it. But I'll catch you next time. Let me give you a rain check. You know, and the whole time you're, you're like, ah. Oh. Well, that's where we were. And Kim and I were married, and I wanted to take care of her, and we didn't have any money, and I wanted clothes, and, you know, to be able to wear some clothes. And I didn't have any money. So they're bringing the plate around. You know, it's time for offering. And I was just... And I, nobody told me to do this that I can remember, but I had a button that was loose and, you know, and it was almost off. And so I took the button and I just tossed the button in the gold plate. You know, I kind of hid it in my hand and dropped it because in the gold plate, everybody can see what you give. I didn't like that because <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, I'm just telling you, I'm being as honest as I can. There's been times I put in empty envelopes. Because everybody thinks you, well, hey, he's got an envelope. Now, see, that's a fear of man. But I was just afraid. I didn't want anybody to think, you know, oh, I didn't have it together. Now, I've come a long way since then. Still, God's working on me. But anyway, I threw the button in there, and I'm like, God, I need clothes. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't speak it out loud. She knew it. We both had kept it to ourselves. Because in, in a lot of times in Pentecostal church or Baptist church or whatever, you kind of say what you need out loud because you're hoping somebody hears you. So that they can just bless you because the Lord told them. And it is quiet today. (laughs) So that's what, you know, you're just like, oh, dear God, speak to someone. Because you're thinking, yeah, the Lord looks good. He looks like my dad. You know, because you want dad to write you a check or grandpa to write you a check or grandma or Aunt Susie or Uncle Betty. Uncle Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) So anyway. Uh, you know, we didn't say anything to somebody. And, and I'm sure when they were counting the offering, they are like, hey, pastor, look, somebody gave us a button. I, I didn't go up to the pastor. I sewed a button. I didn't, you know, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just said, God, I need clothes. I got nothing here. Take my button. In two weeks. Now, listen, I just, I pretty much forgot I'd sewed the button. I just was like, okay. Two weeks, somebody came up, handed me a check made out to me and said on the memo it said for clothes god told me you've been praying for clothes we're to give you five hundred dollars we grab that check i'm just like what they didn't say all they said is god told them to give me five hundred dollars for clothes now we had tapped into now listen to me we had tapped into a kingdom i didn't know that i just knew god provided for it but i didn't know how i did it have you ever done something and you didn't know how you did it I didn't know what happened for that to happen. But this is what I'm saying. It isn't always money. When Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fish, what was given to him? Loaves and fish. So what multiplied? Loaves and fish. The oil. 
to Elijah, they said, here. And she said, oh, I got a little bit of oil. What multiplied? Oil. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. You can sow, and that's what will multiply. Zen Church, I'm just, I felt God tell me to give this guy my watch behind me. And I took it off. It was a Seiko watch. had a little diamond chip on it, black face. Turned around, and we were greeting one another, and I put that watch in his hand. It was in Pickerington. And he was a guest, and his face turned ash white. And this is what he had told God. God, I don't even know if you're real anymore, but if you're real, I'm going to ask you to do something crazy. I need a, I need a watch. Somebody give me. I, and of course, I didn't know that. I was just standing there. We were, you know, we were going to greet one another. And I'm the pastor. I'm waiting to take the service over. I had somebody in there. I'm not. But I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, give, take off your watch and give it to the guy behind you. I'm like, what? Take off your watch and give it to the guy behind you. Okay. So I took off my watch, turned around, shook his hand, had my watch in his hand, and he just almost sat back down in his seat. I found out after the service what had happened. Now listen, and I need you to hear what I'm saying. I did not exchange. There was no money exchanged. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the kingdom out. In, in the next two weeks, I had five watches come to me from all different places. They just started showing up. I, I said in the first service, and it was, I don't know if he was a FedEx guy or a UPS guy, but I got his watch. He wasn't even in service. He's just delivering a package. Take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, just stuff started happening. I started getting watches. And, I mean, I went over to another big church in the area, and I was over there for something, and somebody walked in the hallway, gave me their watch. Why would they give me their watch? They didn't ask for them. I don't even know them kingdom we we gave some somebody needed a computer kim and i said let's just give them we we got enough let's just give them our computer what are we going to do with this we, we feel like we're supposed to give it well what are we going to do if we give them the computer i don't know so we gave them the computer next thing we know hey we got a computer you want a computer hey you need a computer got another computer for you here's a monitor do you need a computer got a computer computer starts showing up crazy Here's, here's one. This will be, you know, so God is taking me on this trip. I'm sitting in service. Again, Pickerington. Look over and the Lord speaks to me. There's a young man there. He says, I want you to give him your truck. I said, that's not of God. I rebuked that. I had a, a, a Ranger XLT and it was in mint shape. It was a beautiful, and it was a standard, great gas mileage. It was a great little truck. Man, I love zipping around that truck. And I could put a deer in the, in the bed. It was awesome. He said, give that truck to that boy. I said, no. He said, you give it to him. I said, no. So I told her, I think God wants me to give the truck to Brian. She said, you better give it to him. I said, no. And for two weeks, I was miserable. Every time I'd see this kid, I'd be like, he wants my truck. And he, he didn't do anything. And so finally, I went up to him and said, hey, listen, I feel like the Lord wants me to give you my truck. I mean, he's just about, Whoa! shut up, kid. And his mom is like, it's so beautiful, it's so beautiful. And they're, you know, going on, we're going to pay you for it. Immediately, my brain goes, ding, 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 yes. If I got to give you my truck, I might as well get paid for it. You know what the Lord said? No. So he said, you can't take a penny for it. They turned around and said, we're going to give you $2,400. It's worth more than that, but we want to give you $2,400. I want to go. I want to take it. I couldn't take it. So I said, just come to the house and just come and get it. So I went and put the, the truck in his name. They came to the house. They again tried to give me the money. And I said, take the truck and go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is what happened. Now, listen, here's the principle working. I thought that I would get another vehicle right away. Now, maybe this is just my own belief system, but I'm like, so wheat. I had other people come up and say, I think so-and-so is going to give you their truck. It's better than the one you gave away, and I believe God's going to give them your, their, you know, and I'm like, oh, sweet, because they had a, a really cool truck. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I didn't say it to them, but I'm saying it to myself. They never felt that. It's funny that they didn't feel any of that. I went a year without a vehicle. In the midst of that year, 
After that, then somebody gave me another car. And God said, give that away. I gave it away. Gave me another. Yeah, gave me a... Then I finally got a truck, and the Lord said, sell it. And then I, we took the money and gave it. What I'm telling you is, this principle is a law. It is a kingdom law. And as we started getting into the kingdom, things started happening, and God started doing amazing things, and we started figuring, Lord, this is, this is you. Notice the Lord only multiplied back what had been sown. He can only multiply back what you give him. That's a law. But money could be used to name something because Paul talked about it being all things. We, we read it before, but here in Philippians 4.19, same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So money could be named and sown. If I didn't have what I needed to sow, I could. that's why I could sow for a deer. And I'm not talking big money. I'm just talking whatever the Lord impressed on me to sow. Sometimes people are, you know, they're like, well, if you, need, you have a big need, you have to sow. Now, I understand there's a part where if it doesn't mean anything to you and you have to, even the Lord wants you to give sacrificially, I get all that. I'm talking about just saying, Lord, what do you want me to plant? What do you want me to plant? What am I planting for this? What do you want me to plant? How do I sow this? So here's the second. Number two is write it down and date it. So it is written. Because the enemy is going to come and fight you on it. Oh, that's not coming. It's not going to come. And you can say, oh, yeah, it is. On June 11th, da-da-da-da-da, I sowed this. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's, it's done. I mean, do you have to write it down? No. You don't. You can put it to your memory. But, I mean, I've found sometimes if you write it down, because in the battle of the war, in the meantime, it's sometimes good to look at if you have it written down. So we'd write it down, and then we confess over it. We'd be in agreement. If you're married, be in agreement with your spouse. That's real important, because sometimes we'll, we'll pray for something, and if we're not in agreement, it doesn't show up, and we wonder why. It's because we were never in agreement. Agreement is critical. It's really important. If you're not married and you're single, then let God be your two. You know, what does the word say about it? It won't be, if it's anything you're wanting that's illegal, forget about it. He's not going to do it. It's got to be legal. Lord, just let the cops never see me when I go 90 because the speed limit's 35. Thank you, Jesus. Not going to happen. <laughs> I had a guy one time that said, you know what? Because he was, he was getting poor from all the fuzz busters. He was, how many remember the fuzz buster? You stick that on your window and you, you know, and anytime there's a cop or microwave near... <laughs> you know, and then, I, you know, he, I'd be with this guy and he'd be flying and I'd be like, aren't you going a little fast? He goes, got my fuzz buster on. Boop. And I'm like, is that a cop? No, that's a microwave. And then that thing would go, Burr, and he goes, that's a cop. Mm. And then my car would slow, you know, right down like that. I'd be like, that's nuts. Well, he came to me and said, would you pray with me that God would help me pay the money for these tickets? So, you know, from speeding, I get one more. They're going to take my license. Let's just not speed and don't use the fud, bu fud buster. The fuzz buster and we'll be good. Oh, no, I have to get to work on time. Get up earlier. He's not going to help you do anything illegal, just so that you know. Be in agreement with your spouse or find somebody to be in agreement with, and that will help you. When you're sowing or planting your seed, if you're operating as a farmer does, you expect a harvest. I expect when I plant, I expect to, to get something in return. Kim plants flowers, she expects them to, to grow. Though she put them in our flower box, they're just overflowing out of the flower. She expects it. That's why she put them in there. I think that's okay. People ask me this, well, Brett, are you buying God's blessing? Seriously? He's got streets of gold. What do I got that I can do? No, I, I'm talking about just a point of release. That's all I'm talking about. You know, there, I, I told a story, and this is a true story. I'm, oh man, is it noon already? Can you give me just a couple more minutes? I'll finish this as quick as I can, all right? We'll be here till three and then not past. No, I'm teasing. You won't be here that long. I'll get this finished up real quick. Anyway, this guy was in a service. This is a true story. He's a minister and it's in a, a, a conference and, and he feels the Lord telling him, he's sitting up in the nosebleed section. He feels the Lord telling him this. He says, you know, I need you to sow $100. I want you to sow $100 into this ministry. And, and he's like, oh, okay. You know, because if God's telling you to do something, you got to do it. Now, if the God would have said, I want you to sow $10, he would have said, okay. If he said, I want you to sow $1, oh, okay. You know, whatever. But he's like, but God, $100 is going to pretty much clear out almost my account. But it's, it's really God's. We're just stewards over it, is it not? 
And so this is what happened. So he's up in the nosebleed section, and, and this guy's giving to souls. He said, 100% of your gift today is going to go across, and we're going to preach the gospel to this uh, third world country, and we're going to see people saved by the thousands. You know? And the guy said, I want to be part of that. Okay, yes, God. So he, they had everybody stand up. And, and he said, the Lord told him, he said, just hold your offering up in the air. So he holds his offering. Now he's clear up in the nosebleed section. God speaks to some dude on the main floor. He says, turn around, look up there in section C, way back in the nosebleed. See that guy standing in a blue shirt holding that check up there? Yeah, I want you to give him $10,000. And the rest is history. Now then he, was, he took that money and God told him to do this and this and this for the kingdom with it. It's not just so that you can better yourself. God wants you to have nice things, but things can't have you. He wants to further the kingdom so more people get saved. And so he was just waving this. And, you know, but had he not been obedient, that $10,000 wouldn't have come his way for him to do other things to help more people than just the, the $100 would have. So you got to start listening. God, what do you want me to do? So you're not buying God anything. It's a hard issue. It's the law of operation issue. We expect to harvest, but it's our heart. God, this is all yours. What do you want me to do with it? So, you know, that's when it comes down to that truck inside. I don't want to give the truck, but it's not my truck. It's God's truck. Okay, God, if you want him to have it, you need me to get another truck, then you'll get it for me. No problem. Number four, release it in faith. So why do you want to receive it? What are you standing on? What's the scripture? Petition is specific. Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything. If you believe that you received it, it will be yours. So there's always a specific time your faith is released and a specific time it's received. That's why Mark says that we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. I release it and believe I already have it. I don't have to see it. I just know it's coming. So follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. Your money's not in heaven. God will give you an idea or a concept. Now, he could have somebody just bless you like that man. He could do that. But he, he might give you an idea maybe to start your own business or something to do or something to, to make or, or whatever and sell and make money. Maybe you'll have you this great garage sale and you've got all these things that you've got the money to answer whatever your need is. I don't know, but you've got to listen to the Lord and you've got to obey and do what he says. That's why that coin was in the fish's mouth. Specific instruction. Go fishing. First fish you catch, look in the mouth. He might give you instruction. I was able to pay for Kim's braces by having a garage sale and putting a car for sale in it. And all day, we were just selling little things. And I'm like, Lord, this, you told me to have this sale. And I'm a guy. I'm a total dude. I don't do things like girls do. Thank God. But girls do things the way girls do. And that's good because we need them, guys. I mean, they just like, I just want to throw stuff on a table and go, there, anything on the table, what do you want? She's like, no, it's got to be hung neat. It's got to be nice, compartmentalized. But you know what? 20 minutes till five before the thing was over, somebody came and bought everything, including the car, and I was able to pay for her braces. You got to watch what you say and just speak, Lord, you told me to have this, so I'm going to stand on your word. We got 20 minutes. God, you'll do this. But again, kingdom operations. Start saying, all right. I'm so he might give you an idea. might give you a concept. He gave Sam and I a concept. We wanted deer hunting uh, license and all that we didn't know how we we're going to get it I walked into the bank that same day we prayed we believed we sowed a seed father we're going to believe you for a way we planted like five dollars or 250 or a buck i don't know it was wasn't very much but we released our faith and i went into the bank that day and some lady stopped me to work at the bank she said i heard you detail cars you detail cars i can sure would you detail my car today oh yeah what do you charge? And at that time, I just said, well, it depends on what you want done, but for what you're asking, $60? She said, okay, here's the keys. I took it home. I said, Sam, guess what we're doing for the next four hours? So we, both of us, we worked. We cleaned that car, man. It looked sharp. Took it back to her, and she said, I like that. She gave us $80. We took our first fruit tithe and offering out of that, gave that to the Lord, and went and bought all of our deer stuff one day. You said, but you had to work for it. Hello. It wasn't so bad. He provided a way for that money just to come in right away. We released our faith. We got it that day. Plus, I made Sam do all the hard stuff. <laughs> the laws are operating 24-7 whether you're ready for them or not. So you want to sow a seed or do some planting, be in agreement, write it down or commit it to memory, release it in faith, receive it in faith. <clears throat> And I'm going to tell this story, and actually, then we'll finish this up because we have uh, just one more to go. 
Um, if something doesn't work for you, maybe you've done it and, and, and it didn't work, and you're saying, okay, I don't get it. Because this is what happens in the time that you believe and you sowed and the time that it shows up. Bible says life and death is in our mouth. I've spoken death to more things that I've done in the past and had to redo this. So I'm going to tell you this from my experience. I hope this helps you, okay? This is what happened. Uh, this is a true story. He's here. Sam's here, and uh, he was here today. He's the guy that was jamming on the bass. That's our son. That's our youngest son, Sam. Sam said, Dad, I want you to agree with me to pray for a 10-point buck. Now, where we live, well, I've seen a lot of six- and eight-point bucks out there and uh, does and stuff like that. I've not seen a big 10-point buck. And so I'm concerned now. Everything I've taught him, my neck is out there on the line like, oh, what if he doesn't get it? He's gonna, then the enemy's going to beat me up. See, your dad was wrong. He never should have. Blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff. And I said, Sammy, why don't you pray for a six-point? Yeah, six-point would be good. Let's do a six-point. I tried eight-point. He didn't jump on that either. So I ended up honing it basically down to a six-point. He said, no, Dad, I want a 10-point. And I asked him, now listen to me, I asked him why. And this is what he said. His answer to me was this. this. This kid, he's awesome. So if you get to see Sam today, just go up and give him a, you know, one of them, something. But he said, because dad, that's what's going to make this good because it'll be for God's glory. People will be, how I get this buck? Because I believe God for it. And I'll say that faith works every time. It's going to be awesome. And he gave me scripture. You know, I can do all things through Christ. Philippians 4, 19. And he's like, this is it. He had a dollar fifty. Would you agree with me? So this is my prayer. This is big faith dad. This is Pastor Brett, big man of faith. Oh, God, bless Sam and get his deer. Sam's wanting a 10-point 10, 10 buck. And, oh, God, that's great. And if you do that, that's awesome. But if you don't, at least a six-point would be good. Something like that. Now, that's probably not verbatim, but I'm more geared that way. And he said, no, Dad, that's your, that's your prayer. My prayer is for a 10-point. I said, okay, God, this bless my son help my unbelief i don't know what i said something like that so off we go we go out to the woods sammy I'm, i i did this in front, so just to give you an idea i'm not, i don't even have a weapon i'm i got orange i'm i'm standing there like i'm standing out in the open hi how you doing sam is like over here this far away from me sitting down with my crossbow we just get there we're not there very long and here comes a deer he's running across he's he's trotting just you know Skip, skip, skip to Malou. Lost my partner. Skip to Malou. Comes all the way over here. And Sam is sitting right there. And I'm, it's a buck. You can see his rack. I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Here he comes. Guess how many points he has? No, six. He has six. Now, it's funny that why he would have six. It's not really if you think about it, and I'll prove it. So he comes over, and he stands if this was Sam, he stands from like here maybe to the end of the chair or to the doors. And he stands sideways like, shoot me, shoot me, skip to Maloo, shoot me, shoot me, skip. He's just standing there. I mean, we're out in the open. It's not like we're hiding. We're not using deer scent. You know, I might as well be at Cedar Point with a Hawaiian shirt on going, hey. And, uh, and he, I'm like, shoot it, shoot it. And I'm saying it out of the side of my mouth. And Sam's, he's not, Sam's not shooting. He's not even aiming. And the deer, after about a, a minute or more, standing there just as like losers, and just goes off. And I, I went to Sam and said, why did you shoot it? And this is what he says. Because, Dad, that was your deer. That wasn't mine. Now, remember, he was, he was adamant about a 10-point. I was the one that said 6-point. Six 6-point six had to come because it's a law. I had released my faith, not for Sam's 10-point, but for the six point the next day we go out again and i i don't i'm not as close to him this time i said you go ahead he's going to the same place i went i was about 100 yards away from him, maybe not quite and i saw this it was almost dark it was on sunday and i saw this deer head come out uh you know i could see the silhouette of it and i heard the crossbow go off and i heard crash crash and it was quiet and I got down out of the stand. I went over and said, Sam, what happened? And Sam's face, he said, I don't know. I don't know. He, he stuck his head. He was right there. Boom. And I don't know. He's had horns. And I said, how many? Was it 10 points? He goes, I, 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 I'm no, I know it was my deer. So we went about 50 yards. And sure enough, there was this 10 point laying on the ground. I'd never seen a 10 point there before. And, and if you'd ever seen a white boy dance, we danced around that deer and shouted and gave God glory. 
<laughs> it's in my barn right now. Uh, the, the head of it, he just, Sam just closed, him and his lovely wife just closed on their new house, and that deer will make its way to that house, and everybody that says, wow, you got that great deer, he's going to say, God got me that deer. Now, this is where the story goes just a little bit further, and then I'll give you the last point, and we're done. The next week, I wanted to go out. So I went in to get Sam up and said, Sam, come on, I want to go out. He said, go ahead, Dad, the Lord be with you. You know, whatever. He's not getting out of bed. He's already got his deer. What, a, what does he care? So I sowed my seed. And I, I mean, and again, I planted my seed. And it was only like about $5 or something like that, two, 10 bucks. I don't know, whatever I put on there. And this is what I put on my check. Now, I want you to hear me. I'm trying to teach you something. I'm not just trying to make something up. I'm trying to show you something of how this worked. I put on my memo section on my check a four-point or an eight-point, a really nice deer. That's what I put on there. Now, we just saw the six-point come up the week before. And so I sowed that seed, and I go out, I get, and I'm, I'm just in this same tree line that Sam was on. And here come two deer. There's only two deer I saw that day. And I mean, this was in 15 minutes after I was out. Two deer come out. They're running side by side, almost like a horse pulling a carriage, only there's no carriage. And one of them is a four point and one of them is an eight point. Why? It's kingdom law. The 10 point wasn't there when Sam that day, the six point was because I called that one forth and he was around. So he came. The 10 point wasn't because he wasn't there yet. He's on his way there. Because he was there the next day. So now I just sewed for, a, I said, a four or an eight point. And they come and they stood like where Joe is right there. This, I mean, I'm just sitting there looking at them and they're both stand, they both stop. They're, I don't know why they stop. I don't have a stop sign. Come on through. Nope, nope. You hold on. You eight point. Go right on this way. I mean, they're both, they just stop staring at me. And they're just standing there broadside to me. And I, this is what I said. I said, God, which one? And he said, choose. I chose the four point because it was a really good deer. I already had an eight point mount and the four point was bigger than the eight point. Why was why wasn't it two doe? Why wasn't it a button buck? Why wasn't it a spike? Why wasn't it, you know, there's all the why was there, they so specific in a four, a six, an eight and a ten? Well, not a four, but a six and eight and a ten, because it is a law. It is a principle of the kingdom. <laughs> What I confess came to me, what Sam confessed came for him. Here's our sixth point. Don't give up. If you found that it hasn't worked or you sowed for something and it didn't work, aren't you glad for grace? I mean, grace is basically, if you messed up, you get to do it again. The cool thing with God is there's do-overs. Jesus hasn't come back yet to take us home. You get a do-over. You can repent and God can help you. You can confess and he can wash you clean. And if your heart is right, if you're not just sorry I got caught or sorry. But if you're saying like, God, you know what? I want to be better. I want to be more like you. Grace. So this is what happened. Now, understanding and then we're, we're finished. The reason I say start over at the beginning again is because once you've sowed it, once I've sown, like say I, I said, okay, this was, let me get it. Say this was a, a check I sowed for ten dollars for a deer let's and again i'm not buying god i'm just releasing my faith i didn't have a deer to sow sometimes listen to this i sowed deer meat and got deer that i'd gotten from previous deer that families that didn't have food so i sowed meat to them make sense see when i speak she likes it the music starts so this is what i'm telling you this is why if I sowed and I messed it up by my confession, life and death is in my mouth, and I confess, this isn't working for me. This is just, uh, this is a bunch of garbage. Or I'm tired of believing. I can't do this anymore. And say I broke or I negated my seed. Are you with me? Rather than go back in dirt I've already planted and dug up and messed up my seed, I'll just replant. Fresh seed and start over. God, I, I just thank you, God. I'm, so, I'm sorry for speaking that. I've repented for that. Father, I'm going to call that back into force. And so, Father, here's another seed. And it renews my faith. I can release it again, and now I'm good. I hope that makes sense to you. Um, and again, you're not buying God. And if, if you're saying, I'm stuck on this, I don't want to sell mo- sow money, I don't want to plant money, then don't. It isn't always about money. But if, if God is telling you, just like the guy plant $100, sow $100, 
If I did anything less than that, I'd be disobedient. Now, if he said, sow a dollar, okay, then sow a dollar. There's been things, it just, it isn't about the amount, it's about the heart. That's what it's about. It's about the obedience of the heart. He's not going to ask you to do anything that you don't have. God's not going to ask you to go in debt for something. I hope I'm talking to somebody. He's not going to ask you to use your MasterCard and then be in debt. Don't do that. Don't do that. Start where you are. Use what you got. Do what you can. Man, if I got anything coming in, I'm going to be blessed with that. I'm going to do what he tells me with that. And I'm going to watch that grow. I'm going to watch that multiply. Because the miracle didn't happen in Jesus' hands. It happened in the disciples' hands. You have to be good steward with what God gives you. I'm going to show you as best I can. I got a little more on authority next week. And then we're going to start getting into what, what God is saying. And, how, and, and again, I want to show you God's way. I don't want you coming here thinking, man... Nobody's going to fleece you. Nobody's going to do anything. But I am going to tell you, you need to be obedient. I cannot hide you what the word says. It, uh, then I'm not doing my job. You can get mad at me, but you're going to have to get glad at me because we're going to spend a lot of time together. Because we're going to go to heaven together. So let's get this right. Let's do it God's way and watch. Here's the bottom line. You can't argue with fruit. You can say whatever you want, but you cannot argue with fruit. We, we wanted to sew for a second car. She told me what she wanted. She put it on her vision board. I asked God to put my hand to it. Show me what you want. I found a car. Here's what they wanted. We came in agreement about what we would spend, and we wouldn't spend any more. We came in agreement that, God, if that's going to be our car, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get it for this or less. We prayed over it. We sowed a seed. We confessed it. We released it. We received it. If you see a little red bug here, that's her car. I got it for under what we agreed on it. And people are like, how did that happen? It's a law. He brought that car across my path because I asked him to. Show me what it was. Here was what we said. Lord, here's what we believe you're telling us. Here's the amount. We're not going to go into debt. Here it is. It happened. The rest is history. I don't owe a thing on that car. And that's what she loves. She's driving that car, and she's like, yeah, and people think it's, it's a 2000 Volkswagen Beetle. And it looks like it's a 2015 or something, but it's not. It's just a cute little bug, and she looks adorable in it. But that's what we did. We asked, it's these principles. That's how it happens. We just have to put your hand to it. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, please.